If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Dale Lippin in here celebrating Christmas with my main man, my, my, my uh, head reindeer in charge, Trey Van Buskirk. What's up, dude? I could say Merry Christmas. My, I think I'm instead going to go the uh, universal Merry Christmas. Oh, that's a happy holidays. Happy. <laughs> what do you got there? Officially not sponsored by Cutwater <laughs> Tiki Rum Mai Tai. How's that working out for you? I'm going the Mai Tai route because you know what? One, I love saying Meli Kaliki Maka, and two, Dale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a plethora of different Santas out there. I identify most closely with Vacation Santa. Vac- <laughs> a big fan of Vacation Santa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah, big fan of Vacation fan. Santa. That's nice, man. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Which made me actually think about it earlier today, Dale. Do you think that all elves are paid equally? No, I do not. I believe there. I believe it to be a, a, a uh, it's not a meritocracy, but it's not far off a meritocracy. And there, there, there is, there's some hierarchy to the elf, elven kingdom. I believe. What, what are your thoughts? Well, do you think it's like they get paid minimum wage, or you think we're talking like Nike shoe sweat factory type status up there in the I, North Pole? I think it's like old school West Virginia coal mine where okay. you essentially get paid with money that's only good within. The community so like are, are you familiar with how the how the coals the coal mine used to be set up no i'm not okay so way back when um coal mines of west virginia kentucky tennessee um, even the copper mines in montana all that stuff basically what they would do is they would pay you with company money now the company would provide a house the company would provide the school and all of the, everything in the town the company would provide but they would essentially issue you your own currency that was only good at the company store. It was only good oh, at, at the company school or whatever the case may be. So while you were working, you were making decent money for there, but you, it was almost like how, how we have waitresses now, right? Like where a waitress will make $2 an hour, but most of her income is dependent upon her tips. Right. Right. Okay. So the yeah. company store would say, Hey, we're going to pay you $2 an hour to work in the mine, but you're going to make, like how companies do now with their bullshit. Oh, you're, you're even though you're getting paid eighty thousand dollars a year, it's like you're getting paid a hundred and twenty with all the benefits. Those benefits used to just be company stored dollars. I get that. I just feel like in the North Pole, what the elves have accessible and what their resources are are very limited. So I see, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Timmy, Timmy Todd Elf, you know, going to use one of his credits and he's like, Santa, dude, I've bought 900 yo-yos this year. I do not need another fucking yo-yo. I need right. some goddamn bread in my belly. Right. Which is what he provides. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I, I'm willing to bet it works very much like the old timey coal mines. If I had, okay. if, if I've never been, but if I do go, I'll let you know. Well, that makes sense. Cause I feel like they only uh, take transportation in form of like trains and railroad systems up at the North pole. So that makes a lot of sense. Did you, are, did, okay, let me ask you this. Let's, let's shift from the North to the South pole. Are you aware of the idea 
or the the theory out there that there is an ancient civilization that is in Antarctica? No, on land. Okay. We're not talking on, about something underwater. Well, so it, it's both actually. So so the idea is, or the theory is, is that there is an ancient civilization in Antarctica, which is why you and I, John Doe civilian, cannot go to Antarctica, Antarctica without government escort, which is very strange, right? For a place that, yeah, it's weird, right? You have to have no, a special part. There's no way, dude. I feel That's like there's some Disney movie where there's like the Mighty Ducks go play there. That's you know. Iceland. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So if you go to Antarctica, um, you have to have a permit to get there and be there. You have to have an escort. And there's a there's a working theory that there's an ancient civilization of people there that we essentially have come to some sort of treaty with that we won't bother. And that is where the entrance into the hollow earth is, is Antarctica. Now, you say, well, Dale, doesn't that sound very familiar to King Kong? And I would say you're absolutely right. It's exactly it what does, I it's, It does sound exactly like the plot to the, the, the new King Kong movie that just came out. But I would challenge anybody who says that with this, how many times has Hollywood shown us things that are actually real oh, way boy. ahead of time? Oh, so I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there, man. I'm just, just merely making an observation. What's that movie that came out about? Um, I don't know the launch of a of a variant that took over the world. Uh, well, there's, been, there's been about a million <laughs> uh, a million different virus movies, and um, yeah, I mean, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, there's been there's been a million different virus movies like that, and and sometimes they're true. I mean, have you, here, let's let's see, um, yeah, there, there's just we'll we'll see what shakes out. All right, Jason says. Let's talk about the biggest bet you guys hit this year. Trey, this quick conversation for you, buddy. What's <laughs> the biggest bet you oh, hit this man. year? <laughs> it was probably like a minus, minus 350 money yeah. line straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not have a good year. Threw a cool little $17 in the account, you know? Yeah. I, I will say I picked up on some, you know, actually I take that back. I hit twice this year pretty heavy on Chris Curtis, which I thought I was very confident on. Mm -hmm. Like the first time I got him, it was at that like plus 270 range. Mm -hmm. I got him again at plus money. Um, and I went heavy on those. So nothing spectacular, no crazy five leg parlay, but enough to. You to did hit a five legger. You did hit a five legger. No. The first people's parlay hit. Remember uh, when we did people's parlay for a few months? Yeah. I so those that. of you that are, the, the, those of you that are late to the show, we started this season. Um, with an initiative called the People's Parlay, where yeah. we we would pick five, six, seven. We started with five. That's what it was. We started with five, um, and you we put a five legger together, and uh, you the people would vote on how you thought each right. each fight was going to go, and then we would play that on a parlay using our own money, and then if it hit, we split it amongst the amount of people con congruent to the amount of legs. So if it was a five-legger, we, we would split it amongst five people. If it missed, we would increase it to the seven, or to the six and so on and so forth. And we hit two out of the first three. Was yeah, it, but we that's had a not... five and a six, but then we, we we it missed for like nine weeks in a row, and we were like, we should stop doing this. It's discouraging. Well, not even just that, but it's not really my sole bet. And that's what the question Jason was posing was, Mm. let's talk about the biggest bets you guys hit i i essentially mm. copied someone's homework i copied mm -hmm. the people's homework dale mm -hmm. yeah um i would say i would say juliana pena 
just because it was such it was such crazy money. You know, I mean, have I have I placed bigger bets this year? Yes. Have I lost bigger bets this year? Yes. Um, but a plus six twenty five, a hundred dollars return in six hundred twenty five isn't bad. That's insane. It's insane. It's like why not? That's why on every major card anyone that was going up against nunez this past year it was like my sprinkle sprinkle all day i'm always yeah. going to sprinkle i'm actually going to start in 2022 and this is going to sound uber casual i'm going to start sprinkling on draws dude i'm going to start going crazy on draws draws are going to be my thing in every single fight going forward okay let me ask you this i, I well i wouldn't say with every single fight you have to pick the <laughs> weight classes where are you more likely to see a draw and i think i think lower weight classes you're yes. more likely to see a draw and yeah. I think, I, as weird as it is, I think light heavyweight, you're likely to see a draw. And I'll mm-hmm. say that, I'll, say, I'll tell you why. Because the bigger guys get, the sloppier they get. That's when you're more inclined to get kicked in the nuts, get poked in the eye, grab the cage, do whatever. Like repeated fouls where you take a point, we see that a lot with big guys. I see it on that side, but when you go to the lower class, you're talking more 10-8 rounds against, you know, 10-9s. Hence, it's, it's pulling the draw. Right. So yeah. you, you have more opportunity for that. All right. Brandy says, Dale, let's talk about unicorns. Let's talk about unicorns, Trey. Okay. You said you, you've been very big on the unicorn thing lately. Um, you, you brought up my Ronda Rousey thing, my Holly uh, Holm thing, which I don't think I say that often, but according to you, I do. Um, yeah. So now we have Juliana Pena, who you said unicorns don't exist. There was only one that right. and Juliana Pena, that unicorn population too. And yep. then you said, then you said that Cub was not going to win <clears throat> unicorn population three. Here's the thing, Dale. Yeah. I've been, I, I knew this was going to come up. I knew you were yep. going to gloat, um, yep. that your smile was going to be brighter than the necklace around your neck right now. Yep. Um, here's the thing. People have been talking a lot about uh, Logan Paul, or sorry, Jake Paul, and possibly mm. rigging the fight with Tyron Woodley and possibly oh. like clinching his fist, with which Tyron knew to take the dive, drop his hand, get absolutely clipped and murdered. Yeah. Cub, legend of the sport, right? Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to say early stoppage for a rigged fight, but I'm going to say early stoppage for a rigged fight. Fight. that's bull you just want to see darren elkins die is what that is he literally yeah. that's did, his style it's dying no, did okay if his style is die do you think that he he would not have protested if he thought it was a bad stoppage you can't against a legend it's just no fine. he did he did not protest he he knew come on man from the the, the first jab he was like oh this is going to be a different kind of night like and then when Cub did like that leaping Superman jab and hit him in the yeah. face and then he was like hands down doing the pop, I'm you know the night's not going. Your Look way. at you, dude. Calm you, down, Dale. Dude, sit down. Sit <laughs> down. So I can't stand up. It'll get, we'll get flagged off YouTube if I stand up right now. I'm telling you, <laughs> we'll get we'll get flagged. I'm telling you, it's no, great. It's, it was it's, such it's, a it was a great performance, untouched. And then he calls out your boy. He I says know. he wants to fight Uriah Faber. In Cali, it doesn't make sense though. What are you doing? You doing one thirty five or you doing one forty five? He's not he, fair. He literally said, um, he literally said, you know, that there's not a lot of fights left for him out there. He's not necessarily, even though it's the best he's ever felt, he's not really in the position to run for a title. So he wants to do things that interest him, and he's always thought he could make one thirty five. Said he'd be interested in the idea of thirty five, and then the lady said, if you were to make one thirty five. 
who would you want to see opposite the cage of you? And then he said Uriah Faber. So it's not like he's out there advocating a move to 135 to fight Uriah. It's just if if A, B, and C happen, I would like D to take place as well. I'm a fan of it. It was did, weren't they scheduled once a very long time ago and it got canceled at 135? I yeah. believe so. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what bums me out is that Aldo beat Rob Font so handedly. Because right. I would love for Cub to drop the 135 and him and Aldo run it back. Oh, geez, dude. Talk, talk about a leapfrog. Give me a break. Wow. You don't, you don't go from Elkins <laughs> to number one contender. Come on. It's not the, well, that if, if Aldo had lost to Rob Font, he would not, it would not be a one number one contender fight. It'd be top six, top seven. Right. And I think, I think Cub, who's a perennial top 15er in the, in the featherweight division, is deserving to drop the bantamweight and fight a guy in the six or seven spot. But that's all speculative because Aldo beat Rob Font. So it doesn't really matter. It's all speculative because I have a boner. And he, I'm, here's another thing here's, <laughs> here's, here's an unpopular opinion. I think Rob Font beat Jose Aldo. My God, dude. I think he did. He outvolumed him, he outlanded him, and he was the aggressor the entire fight. The only difference is, is that every time Jose Aldo hit Rob Font, it hurt Rob. He continually rocked him. It was like it was like when Johnny Hendricks fought GSP the first time. Mm. On paper, you're watching it, and you're going, GSP's it, it, you know, is doing a lot here. But every time Johnny Hendricks would do something, you're like, oh my God, GSP is gonna lose this fight. Mm-hmm. And then they ultimately gave it to GSP, and a lot of people were going, "I don't know about that. I think Rob, I, I think, I think Johnny Hendricks won that." Rob Font comes out there and immediately outvolumes Jose Aldo. He was outlanding him th- freaking three to one, but every time Aldo touched him, he rocked him. Every, I mean, it was like every time he busted his face up, he did all the damage, even though he got outlanded, and Rob Font dictated the pace the entire time. My thing also going into 2022 that I'm going to really take into consideration is team momentum. And that was something going into the Elkins fight that I was very nervous about. Obviously, Emmett got the decision, but when you're coming off the Garbrandt and the uh, Julian Paiva fight, there's not that great momentum of Team Alpha now going into that Cub fight. I got a little skittish, got a little worried. And then when you said, when when freaking Cub's in there and doing these like feints that are like overtly exaggerated feints, like taunting Elkins, I was like, oh God. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it's, okay. So Jason says, what was the easiest fade of the year? Uh, Blahovitz or Chandler? Uh, honestly, um, we we did very well betting on Jan this year. I was not ever on team fade Polish power. Uh, it's a Caucasus mm-hmm. Mountain Warrior. He gets our money every time. Yeah. Chandler, um, we bet against him on Dan, with the Dan Hooker fight, right? Yep. Yep. And then did we we took him to beat Charlie Olives also, did we not? We did, yeah. Yeah, because I thought Olives didn't have any heart, and he almost got rocked, or he got rocked and almost out in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, yeah, I mean, I, I I had no... I guess to answer your question, what was the easiest fade of the year, Blahovitz or Chandler? If it's down to those two, I had an easier time fading Chandler because I thought Gaethje was going to murder him when he fought Gaethje. So that was easier for me to bet against him in that regard. So I guess that's the easier fate of the two. But I've never – I didn't bet against Blahovitz all year. Um, or did we – Did we We said we wanted Glover to win for the dads, but we ended up taking Yawn, did we not? Yeah, we did, correct. Right. Yeah. But yeah. we were happy that Glover won. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of these fights, <laughs> again, to sound like a casual, we drank a little bit of the Kool-Aid. I mean – 
really, if you go back to that Dan Hooker, uh, Michael Chandler fight, we were so heavy on Dan Hooker going into that fight. And mm -hmm. then what happens is Dan Hooker comes in during the headlights, gets absolutely clipped, laid out. And then you're kind of like, hmm, all right, maybe this isn't a Bellator crossover that's just a fluke or this is just a one-timer. This is some mm -hmm. legs to this thing. So we went a little bit in on the Chandler deal. And yeah. then what did it end? Would you call it a fluke? No, I don't think it was a fluke. I mean, listen, I think I – think, Honestly, we need to see Chandler again. It's tough, right? Because they're not doing him any favors by giving him extremely tough matchups. No. But the way he came out and easily handled Hooker and gave Gaethje a run for his money mm -hmm. and had Oliveira hurt, I think given the, the state of the division, I think it's I think he's an easy top five. I think he's an I think he's a top six. I don't think anybody could argue, even the most staunch Michael Chandler hater, that he's not at least a top ten lightweight currently. Um, they're just not doing him any favors matchmaking wise. He's essentially the opposite of Islam Makachev, who they give just about every favorable matchup, and then you know Michael Chandler they're feeding to the Lions. Speaking of this, of the fading conversations, I love the follow up to this question. Overall, for all fight, what's your favorite fade? My favorite fade is the fade that I've lost every single time. Mm. Sean O'Malley. I will yeah, fade yeah. him till the sunset, dude. <laughs> just so you can I be right the one time. Dude. Just, just so the one time you can be right whenever he does lose again. It's like Yankees fans. When they go on a 20-game lose skid, they just keep betting, betting, because they're going to get that eventual win. Yeah. But I just am not sold on O'Malley. I, I, I never will be. I will be sold on his size, his reach, his length. But no one has tested his ground game. Julian Paiva didn't decide to do that. They do what – it's the same thing that happens. These high-profile stars, competitors come in mm. and they play the other person's game. They don't mm. play the game either they see the void in or the game that they know they can exploit. They just say, oh, you like to strike? You like to bang? You little bang, bang? And they do that and they get laid and clipped. And it's like, okay, well, this isn't the confliction of sty and styles I signed up for. Yeah. I think – I mean, there's a lot of people I lost money on this year. There's some people that I consistently lose money on. They're not necessarily my favorite fades, but I can I continually bet against them, whether it be to my own detriment or not. I usually bet against Izzy. I'm waiting for him to lose. Um, I lost money on Derek Brunson this year. I don't think I picked Derek Brunson to win any fight. Uh, I consistently lose money betting on Darren Till. Uh, I, I'm not. Gregor only fought once this year, and I won money on him, so that's good. So my biggest oh, loss right. ever redeemed himself. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's really I don't know if necessarily that I have a favorite fade. There're just there're people out there that I think aren't as good as people crack them up to be. And eventually it will catch up with them. Uh Hazmat. Yeah, I mean at a certain point, I, I think of all the current hype trains I'm probably closer to be in in agreement with his than any other cuz you love wrestling. Cuz I love wrestling. Which because I, I love wrestling, which I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot using that. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, we caught a lot of heat this weekend because I tweeted out that yeah I, that I said that Bilal is the new Damian Maya, boring but good enough to beat most of your favorite fighters. You can't do that. You can't do that. Why Why can't I do that? Because I mean, people were very upset. But why yeah. can't I do it? Because there's certain cultures that are very attuned to their fighters and you can't say anything. It's kind of like it's the Conor McGregor theory. You throw out a controversial Conor McGregor tweet um, 
in contradiction to Conor McGregor and you're going to have the whole entire fan base. It's the same thing with a subculture or I don't know, is he Muslim, whatever it is. Do they back their fighters? It's, it's die on your sword mentality. Uh, t- the three fighters that I've taken the most heat for, um, <laughs> the three fighters, that, yeah, K- Khabib, Bilal, and Jose Aldo. Mm, I, Jose one's kind of weird. I, dude, I'm telling you, anytime I, if you go to any comment section anywhere or any Reddit forum or any anything anywhere and say even the most minutely critical thing about Jose Aldo, it it absolutely will ignite a firestorm. People come to the rescue all the time. <laughs> and that's the thing is like with Bilal, we picked him to beat Wonder Boy. Plus right. 185 underdog. We picked him to beat him. I said that Bilal was going to win that fight. I said that yeah. he was going to follow the Gilbert Burns game plan and he was going to beat Wonder Boy. And he did exactly that. Yeah, he did. He did exactly what we said he was going to do. My thing is about Bilal's is he he just doesn't check a box for me. Yeah. And as as a person who loves wrestling... He doesn't check my wrestling box even because his style of wrestling is essentially a stalling style. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not an active offensive style. It's I'm going to press my body against yours and hold you in place, whether I hold you against the cage, whether I hold you in the ground. Now he had some good ground and pound in round one. I, those of you that are getting ready to scream about it, um, <laughs> he had some good ground and pound in round one. I won't take that away from him, but it's probably the most offensively we've seen, offensively minded we've seen him wrestling in a long time. He just isn't. It's just something. He, the personality doesn't do it. The style doesn't do it. The lack of finishing ability doesn't doesn't do it for me. Like Jason says here, uh, Dave, at least Damian Maya can finish a fight. I agree. Bilal can't finish fights. It, there, if you ground and pound somebody, or if you just maul them into submission, like. Khabib, like Islam, like Gregor, um, hell, even a Mark Madsen at this point is, is a, has a higher penchant for finishing fights than 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 Damian or um, than Bilal Muhammad does. So people were very upset by that that I called him boring. The other thing about that too is that's not a critique on him. That's just my opinion. It's an objective opinion. I can think something's boring. Star Wars movies to me. The last few have been wildly boring, but most Never people, seen one. right? A lot of people love them. To me, I think they're incredibly boring. I fell asleep in all of them. I fell asleep in all of them. Refused to watch any of those. I like. Let's see. Here's the thing: is I like the first six Star Wars movies that came out. It's these last three that they've done that I just can't stay. I cannot. Legitimately, I'm like an old man in a barbecue. I cannot stay awake. I just fall asleep. Yeah, um, why mess with a good thing? I don't know if it was good, but it's the same thing like the Home Alone movies. If you think that Home Alone 3, 4, or 5 was good, you're probably a serial killer. I'm going to be honest. 1 and 2, that's it. That's it. Macaulay Culkin, that's it. Yeah. Speaking of serial killers, I want to ask you something. We put a poll up on Instagram today. I put a, if those of you who aren't there, it'll be there for the next 12 hours or so. Um, It's eight different variations on how to write an X. Yeah, how high were you at work? I just I need to know. No, like scale of one to ten. I was good. We're good. <laughs> and then you do that, you put up that weird poll, and then you just text me and you say, like, I'm the people's champ. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that makes that makes no sense. Dude, you put up an art graphic that makes no sense in association to our podcast, and then you text me, I'm the people's champ. <laughs> Dude, what? 
was having a thought. I'm just work's, like, I'm buried at work, and I'm like, what is this dude doing? Work's been very stressful lately, and I was on my lunch break, and I needed to decompress, okay? <laughs> you didn't answer the poll. How do you draw your X? I draw it starting the top right down to the bottom left. Okay. And then I do top left to the bottom right. So what, what number was that? Eight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm eight. Yeah. You're an eight. Okay. So the, the, the majority of people were uh, a seven or an eight, which I thought was mm-hmm. great, but there was a couple, there's a couple weirdos out there. Did you see that? Yeah. But like, that's cool. dude. Like the one guy said he was a two, which is like a bottom right to top left and then top right to bottom left. Well, maybe he's that's, left-handed or that, that's maybe he doesn't not, have a hand. If you were left-handed, it would, it would look like this. Well, uh, what if he's that serial mouth? killer? He uses his mouth. He's you got a str- you've got to be one of those guys with a straw. You're absolutely right. You there's, some weird, there's some weird people out there. You're absolutely right. My bad. You're yeah. 100% right. You're 100% right. Well, yeah. I'm sorry that I put up a non-MMA related thing. We, we don't have any fights this weekend. I don't know what to do with myself. I know. Um, I was going to put up some like Christmas ones. Like I was thinking like Frosty the Snowman, like when he melts every single year, is he dead and it's a new Frosty the Snowman or is he reincarnated? I was going through that type of mentality, but then you mm. put up like X drawings. So it didn't really make sense. So I think Frosty, I think I'll answer your question. I think it's the same Frosty. I think his soul lives on. I think it's the soul of Frosty. Mm. Hey, actually speaking about people dying, um, it looks like Francis Ngannou, oh might, his contract might die. What do you mean? What's going on? I'm not. I'm not familiar. I'm not hip to the game. What's up? Well, it sounds like he has one fight left on his contract, and he's really got to perform. Or it sounds like management's in a little bit of dispute. His management, Dana White's not too much of a, or very fond of. So if he doesn't perform, he's out the door. And Dana White's totally cool with him taking an exit. Give me more context. How did we? How did we ascertain this? Who manages him? He's currently the heavyweight champ. Uh, if he beats Cyril. Coming up in Feb, was it February, January twenty second, February twenty second, whatever that fight, whenever that fight is, if he beats zero, you're not going to cut the champ. You're not going to cut the active champ. I don't know. I don't know. But if he I loses, watch a lot of MMA, man, I don't remember that ever being a thing. I don't. I, I know he'll cut people for being boring. He'll cut people for being dicks when it comes to negotiating. I think that was the that was but the crux of it. If he loses, if he loses, it's an exit and one that he's not he's not going to like pander for to bring back. I don't think so. I don't think that I don't think I don't think you let a guy like Francis walk. I think you hold him hostage. I think you do the Dana White thing. You sign him to a deal. You feed him to killers. Let him get two losses, and then you never book him for another fight. What's What's crazy is though, for a man of that stature, that muscle, that freaking just like scary walk he's got going, all that stuff. He's not very marketable, dude. He's He's not. He's got the Toyo tires deal with freaking Dominic Cruz. I don't know if it's because he's not active or he doesn't really care about sponsorship cash, but he's not a marketable fighter. Maybe it's because English isn't that great. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't have that pizzazz, man. Uh, see, I don't think the I don't even, at this point in time, with the sport being as global it is, as it is, I don't think that even language matters anymore. Aldo mm. has never decided to speak English. Anderson Silva, despite living in the United States for a, a good portion of his career, Still does a little bit of broken English here and there. Not that Anderson Silva is still active, but my point being that Anderson Silva for the longest time was one of the is one of the, the greatest of all time. Um and highly marketable and never spoke English, always went through a translator. Um I Francis Sagano speaks better English than both of them. I think the problem is is that it it I think it has to be an attitude thing. 
I feel like I've heard somebody say, I think it was Derek Lewis this last weekend even, just said that like when he fought Cyril, Cyril seemed like a nice guy. But he always thought Francis was a dick. Mm. And mm. I think it might be, an, I, I, again, I don't know him from a hole in the ground. Everything I'm saying is pure speculation. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's an attitude issue. Like maybe he maybe he is a jerk. Like and that's okay with being I have no problem with being a jerk. Most people who meet me the first six, seven, fifteen times think that I'm a raging prick. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I swear I'm not, but maybe that's what's going on with Francis. Maybe maybe he has an attitude problem. Maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> when you there's, a, there's always a reason why the UFC doesn't put the juice behind you. Whatever, oh, especially sure. now when they're starving for stars, if you're not getting the juice behind you, there's got to be a reason. But outside of Brock Lesnar, I will argue that outside of Brock Lesnar, yeah, the, the UFC has never marketed a heavyweight champ, which is crazy. It's crazy. I also think that well, I've, this has been a critique of mine for years. I also think that the UFC does a horrible job marketing their stars. I think they do a horrible job pushing their talent. It's not my favorite at all. They they really don't they don't push into. I mean, they, you can put Anik and Felder and the rest of those guys, and they can have all the superlatives in the world, but it doesn't it doesn't put asses in seats. They got to give these guys more guys and girls more outlets to create storylines that people are invested in and care about. Like well, they shot themselves in the foot, dude. When they when they went to a universal sponsor as it relates to their clothing, you were talking about Anderson Silver earlier. I mean, it's funny. I was training with a couple guys uh, a few days ago and we were talking about some jujitsu world champion got sponsored by Panda Express and it was Heck fantastic. Yeah, That's a great sponsorship. It's a great sponsorship. He was the yeah. first pro- professional athlete um, in the jiu-jitsu world to get sponsored by a fast food uh, chain. I love that it. was fantastic. But you remember in the olden days, Anderson back. Silva was sponsored by Burger King. Burger King. Yeah, massive platform for him to market himself. Yeah, not able to do that so much with Venom. Not able to do that so much with limited sponsors outside of the cage. So you're not able to get visibility on it. So it's made it extremely difficult. You know, is there any is there any limit on the outside of the cage sponsorships? I don't think there is. I think it's just what you can promote on the inside. Because like that's the thing. What are you getting? What what type of visibility are you getting outside the cage? Unless it's your own social channels, it's tough. I think Wonder Boy, if I'm not mistaken, is the keep it in the food realm is sponsored by K Rose. Do you guys have K Rose out there? No, I thought he was only sponsored by God. No, well, that and quite a few other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's sponsored by K Rose, which is like a. Is do you have Do you have, do you have Chipotle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like that, but for Greek food. Ooh, that sounds good with some of that. What's that tzatziki sauce or however tzatziki, you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah tzatziki. tzatziki. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. That white it's, sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's 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 essentially that. But yeah, that's good stuff. I like it. Yeah. If you ever what come is, visit, we can go. But you what is visit. your fast food joint like? What's your go-to? Well, at this point, being a father of many small uh, hatchlings, I, I essentially should own stock in Chick Fil A with how much we eat there. <laughs> it is not my favorite, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my favorite fast food is. I have to think about it. I'm, mm. I'm a big fan. If you're going to like chain anything, do you guys have Tropical Smoothie Cafe out there? No. Oh, I no. like Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Those are I'm a big fan of those. Like do you like chocolate smoothies? No, no, tropical, not chocolate. Tropical oh. smoothie. No, <laughs> tro- tropical. 
like your shirt, Smoothie Cafe. So it's like a Jamba Juice. Yes, it's exactly like a Jamba Juice. Does Jamba That's, Juice have food? Um, well, they have like like stale bread. Yeah. No, no. So this like Tropical Smoothie Cafe has like sandwiches and salads and wraps and all kinds of stuff. So they have a good food too. It's decent. Huh. I don't want to say it's good. It's decent. Hmm. Okay. I'm really going to uh, revise my diet in 2022. I actually, I think I posted it on the Punchless one, but I definitely yeah, posted you, it on my personal one. No, you posted but, on Punchless about how mandatory, eat healthy, get your blood pressure checked, all that stuff. Dude, I'm ready to get this body into a freaking work of art, uh, a, a goddamn temple, Dale. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. I can get on board with that. The other, the other one, the other fast food place that I really like is Cookout. Do you have a cookout there? No. Oh, man. Creative name. Oh, man. Well, so those of you who are uninitiated to the realm of cookout, I believe they're probably just in the South and the Midwest, but essentially it's like weekend barbecue food, like weekend barbecue, but in a fast food setting. They also have milkshakes. Um, They have like 60 some odd different kinds of milkshakes. And everything is like three bucks, four bucks, five bucks. So you can go get a tray. Yeah. They serve it to you in a tray. Um, it's you can get a burger, chicken nuggets for a side, onion rings, and like a chocolate malt milkshake for seven bucks. That's stupid. How, how much is your awesome. what's your regular gas cost out out there right now? We're at two ninety eight, two ninety eight, something like that. No, I think we're two ninety eight, which is high. It's ridiculously high. I hate it. Five oh one today. You you choose to live in california (laughs) you choose that no i was born here i'm stuck no you're not you're not you are a man of your own volition move your ass out here to the south whenever things kick off and we secede from the union you'll already be here you won't have to travel listen if you don't move here now i can't guarantee when things kick off that i'm going to be able to travel across the country to save you to bring you back here so you should just move here so you're here Great example. Great example. Um, I did to my own horn for a second. I did an Ironman triathlon freaking five 15 years ago. Years ago yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometime years around ago. 1989. Yeah. 15 years ago when you did, you did a half triathlon. Go ahead. Yeah, it was in Louisville. Louisville. That's how you say it by the Louisville. way. Louisville. Vol. No. Louisville. Louisville. No, also Louisville. Yeah, Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. It was in Louisville, Kentucky. And I thought it was a really cool area. There's some cool whiskey bars, cool yeah. downtown, right. super great real estate. So I was telling my wife, I was like, man, maybe we go to Louisville. Maybe we go to this Louisville place. And then what? We turn on the news, tornadoes. I thought tornadoes was out of the movies, dude. I didn't think that was a real thing. And then I have a friend over there and he's like, oh, dude, the sirens, when you hear the sirens, it's the scariest thing on the planet. You hear these crazy tornado sirens. I was like, what? Like, it's like in your Bluetooth. He's like, no, dude, there's like these statues. Yeah. Yeah. That do sounds. Yeah. That sounds like the purge. Like, I'm sorry. It's got a certain feeling. It's got a certain feeling to it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And which, by the way, guys, all of our profits uh, for the Allegiance Clothing shirt. Go to allegiancecolding.com, type in the code HEDGE, and you're going to, or sorry, the word HEDGE, you're going to find our HEDGE shirt. You can utilize the code PUNCH. You're going to get 15% off. All proceeds are going to the Red Cross to help with that travesty we saw over there in the Kentucky area as well as wherever. Where was it? All the other places. Arkansas, Kentucky, Illinois, yeah, Indiana, I believe. 
AllegianceClothing.com. Let's let's phrase it correctly. AllegianceClothing.com, if you use our promo code, you can save save 15%. Um, Here's what a crayon eater I am. I purchase shirts. I purchased our shirts. I bought some shirts for us for various family members, and I forgot to use our code. Nice, dude. Well, yeah. You, so you I care about people. Price. I yeah. care about people. Uh, it every it's not just profits. It's every dollar that the shirt makes. Like every dollar to the shirt is going to the Red Cross because <laughs> because Roy That's is right. not is not charging us. Allegiance is not charging us for the shirt. No. So we don't have any overhead cost for this. So all of the money. So when you buy oh. a shirt, all that money goes to. Well, essentially, you'll get a shirt. And we're donating the cost to the Red Cross. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna wait once we get the final number when the pre-order is done. Then we're gonna donate to the Red Cross in Kentucky. Uh, is pro- I mean I don't know where they're gonna use it. Probably Mayfield, that entire town that disappeared. I don't even know if they have a final. I hate to say it, a final casualty count there. Yeah. Um, but I last time I saw it, it was over eighty. So hmm. again, continued thoughts and prayers to that community, but. That's what we're going to do with the shirt. And the pre-order, actually, Trey, was done on the 15th. Um, but you can still get a shirt. You can still buy it. Yeah. You can still buy a shirt. I don't know how much longer, though. So if you're listening to this now and you're thinking, well, I don't know when I should do it, now's the time to do it. Because the date on it says... I thought it was says, through this episode, but... It says, well, it says 11-29 through December 15. Mm. So I would go ahead and order it now because I don't know what that secondary date is. So there you go. Wow, I really butchered that. No, you didn't. We're just we gotta get the we gotta get all the information out. That's all. No, that's good. Um, that's all good. Okay, so let's let's run through a couple things real quick before we before we you know put this thing to bed. What was your favorite fight this year? Hmm. Why do why why wouldn't you send me this in a text like, hey dude, prep by the way? Yeah. Like this is because I don't want you, I don't want you to prep because I want you to say things because whether or not you say it and it's good or bad, people are going to respond to it. Come on, man. This is good radio. I What's will your, actually, you know what it was? What was your favorite fight? <laughs> it was uh fluffy Hernandez uh, by submission over, over Adolfo. Adolfo? Yeah. That was your favorite fight of the year because it was so like, astonishing that that could happen mm. in this in this world i mean that that it's it's like a jiu-jitsu guy imagine dylan danis coming into uh, a boxing match with canelo abras and knocking him out that's what yeah. it was it's mm. a great example man that was a really good example let's talk about that for okay a second. it's a great yeah, example um example, yeah i love that you, fight do you think skill wise that there was a bigger shock of Anthony Hernandez submitting Adolfo Vieira by what was that? Was that a what choke uh, was that? Guillotine. Was it a guillotine? Because like yeah, the arm it was, was off his back. Yeah, it looked like an arm, arm triangle, but it was it was right. uh, it was a guillotine. Yeah. Okay, so do you think that that's a bigger upset skill wise, skill disparity wise, yes. than Pena versus Nunes? Well, Nunes quit, so I don't really consider that a submission. I'm not talking about just the submission. I'm just talking about the, the, the I, if I were to gauge the skills of, of all four athletes. Yeah. At a certain point, I feel like the level of, ju- of jujitsu that Vieira carries is so much higher than what we saw, what we were expecting out of Hernandez, that, that the fact that he submitted him 
There wasn't that he knocked him out, but he submitted him. It was insane to me. <laughs> me too. Yeah. What was crazy, like you have Pena who submitted Amanda Nunes, but we've seen Amanda Nunes suffer to ground and pound before. Right. And I see what you're her, getting her getting submitted, yeah, was wild. People weren't expecting Pena to win that fight, but it's because how dominant uh Nunes has been. But she didn't knock Nunes out. If she went out there and starched Nunes, like like just just flatlined her. I would say that that was probably the bigger bigger upset, but I th- I agree. I think I think that Hernandez beating Vieira was a bigger upset skill wise. Yeah, I mean, it's even the chat here. Like you could look at the the Volker Ortega, you could look at Gaethje Chandler. All those fights was absolute freaking wars, but we knew all those were going to be wars going into that. Um, I think upset wise, skill disparity wise, that's something that was like so astonishing. It just it blew down the doors of everything's on the table in mixed martial arts. It doesn't matter how mm. fantastic you are as a mm. jiu-jitsu player. It doesn't matter how fantastic you are as a boxer. Anything in, can happen. And this is why we need to trademark that statement that all MMA is, as a, at least as it relates to betting, is a glorified game of punch face. High stakes punch face, yeah. High stakes yeah. punch face. High stakes punch face, yeah. Um, I You? Yeah, I, I, think, I think probably my favorite fight of the year I think my favorite fight of the year was Gaethje Chandler from an entertainment standpoint. I think the fight that I looked forward to the most was Connor Dustin is the one I was the most hyped for. Um, And then I really... Tim says, Munis... Subbing Jacare, but you know what was even gnarly with Jacare was uh Kevin Holland. Uh yeah, the knockout off his back. The bo- yeah, but him breaking Jacare's arm. What oh, an yeah. unceremonious departure for a guy like Jacare, too, right? Like yeah. comes in, consummate company man, not afraid to fight anybody. Hell, he fought Derek Brunson what three times because it was the only fight available to him. Um always says yes always shows up always the professional makes weight that makes the walk does you know hardly ever doesn't pull out of fights i mean look great and then goes out there gets his arm snapped yeah. by muniz by andre muniz and then it's just like oh jacare retires from mma and that was just like it that's it so speak snap of the gator i've said this to you before but jacare was part of my biggest miss ever oh, betting yeah. wise yeah. Um, I had a full card parlay that was active, and we're talking uh, <laughs> like high five figures win. Uh, but Jacare dropped the split decision to Yoel Romero. <laughs> that was the, that was the, this was before the age of cash out, put money in your pocket still. That was, yeah, that was going to be a, uh, that was going to be, you know, supplement the income for a while, money. And now yeah. missed out. So I would say, I'd say I looked most forward to Connor versus Dustin. I really enjoyed Gaethje versus Chandler. I really loved Billy Q versus um, Shane Burgos. I know that fight just happened, but I mean, I really loved that fight. And it was a shame that it happened right after Gaethje Chandler. I loved Shane Burgos versus Edson Barboza. Thought that was a great fight. And then probably the happiest in my heart that I was all year was when Cub Swanson beat Daniel Pineda yeah. because Pineda was massive and he went out there and he was kicking the shit out of Cub and then he, <laughs> he gassed out and then Cub knocked him out. <laughs> that was probably the happiest I've been. <laughs> 
that was very happy that night. <laughs> I got very, I, I drank a lot of beer that night. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> what's the, what's the thing that made you the happiest this year? And it, with this show or the, the sport as a whole? Uh, I'll, I'll go show driven for sure. Um, the expansion into, uh, dude, we need to pull that up today for this episode. All the countries that we're listed in mm. right now. Yeah, I got uh, you. Absolutely fantastic. I think the engagement was insane this year. I yep. think us getting flagged and getting shadow banned <laughs> yeah, probably kinda... 19 times this year. Yeah, uh, that was, was great. <laughs> that killed some momentum, to be honest with you. That, <laughs> we, we lost quite a bit of momentum this year uh, with various Instagram facebook violations um no i think uh i think our podcast is blessed dude we have an insane community our sponsors i mean these are those type of sponsors where i could say whatever i want hopefully it doesn't get back to my employer but i could say whatever i want and the sponsors are like whatever dude go for it it's chill we got your back right and that's a fantastic thing to have full-on family on the backside. yeah it, it is nice it is nice because well I think I think at this point I think Scott and Roy know what they're getting when it comes to us. Like there is no. Well, I mean, I think if you listen to our show for any prolonged period of time, you you know what you're getting. Like we're not the average. I would love nothing more than to sit at a UFC desk. I would love nothing more than to talk about the sport with the greatest minds that are out there currently on an ESPN or whatever format. But realistically, with the current culture that it is now, you would have to watch three or four episodes of our show before I said something that would get people at that level fired. Yeah. Like you just can't at any at any point in time now, you just can't make disparaging remarks about people in any way, shape or form. You can't be critical about anybody. You can't comment on the way it looks like we called Julian Piva Mowgli. You just called him Mowgli this this episode. Now he is uh, your average person. Not his nickname. It's not his nickname, and your average you know uh, person who go. Oh gosh, I can't believe you said it. But that's just kind of we've just all that's I don't know. It, it rolled off the tongue one time, and the way you and I are wired is just go ah, f it, slean into Why it. I know. It's, I mean, we doubled down, or you doubled down, calling right. Bilal's nose a dick. Which he had a dick plaster on the center of his face. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. I'm gonna bring it up twice while I'm pulling these these up. I want to give this guy a shout out. Uh, I don't know how new of a listener he is, but he's a new messenger to us. Um, God, I don't have my phone on me. I want to go Bryant. I think you saw him in here earlier. Um, he sent us the picture of. I can't post it to Instagram because they'll, they'll 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 get us eventually if we keep posting stuff. Uh, he sent us a picture with a with a big dick photoshopped on Bilal's nose. And can you tell the difference? No, at, at, at initial at initial look, you cannot tell the difference. I sent it to you while you were at your Christmas party. You didn't even acknowledge it to me. Uh, I just my Christmas party. There's dicks everywhere, dude. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he said that, and then he here you you brought up the Tyron Woodley Jake Paul thing, and I want to bring this up. Yeah, he because he he uh, oh there he is, yeah Brian. He just there it is. He he sent this to us today, right? And and he said. Um, he said, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have my phone. Um, he said, one of the long-standing critiques in the UFC has been interviewing recently knocked out fighters, right? Yeah. yeah. You, and you knock them out it's and the they say, yeah. right, they, they say and sound stupid. It, it, it's a bad look for them. This, that, and the other. Um, to use his phrase, on paper, it looked like 
Jake Paul arranged a meeting between Tyron Woodley and Jesus. And then 30 seconds later, Tyron Woodley's up, coherent, knows what's going on, talking, throwing together good sentences, making jokes on Twitter an hour later, the whole nine. That I'm not going to say he didn't get knocked out. I'm not going to say he didn't get knocked out because it looked very much like he got knocked out. And I'm not going to say the fight was rigged because it very much did not look like a rigged fight. But that was very that's that's a very unique point. Now everybody responds to trauma differently. I've seen people get a broke ankle and cry, and I've seen other people get a broke ankle and continue to play. It's different for different strokes for different earth or different for different different strokes for different folks. He said flat earth. That's why I said that. Uh um I it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting theory, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Do you you alluded to it earlier? Do you think that fight was fixed? I do. Do you really? Like in your heart, you're looking at that going, that's a fixed fight. I just can't think a guy that's been quote unquote boxing for two and a half years could flat out dominate the first fight and then knock out Tyron in the second. A guy who was a five-time UFC champion who has knocked some of the biggest killers on the planet flat on their ass. Like there's just no way. There is a way. I mean, we saw the way. <laughs> I guess this is the this is the this is what we're talking about, Hadolfo Vieira and Fluffy. I mean, there's a way for everything, but I don't know. I just feel like there's so much money moving around in boxing. There's so many clearly yeah. rigged things we've seen in the past that would, you know, bode a pathway for this. It makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would it's so funny. Dale, Jake comes to you tomorrow and says, dude, let me just knock you out. You're a huge podcaster with a nice <laughs> beard. I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to give you $5 million. That's tough. You're going to take a, it, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. I mean, there will. The, here's the thing, though, right? Is that my investment in it is different. Like, my investment it, from, from a Tyron Woodley versus podcaster perspective is completely different. It's much, it's much akin to Ben Askren fighting Jake. Now, yeah, my, my, dip, my, my different or my interest is different from him. I'm a podcaster. I would have to podcast for the next 5 million years to make $5 million. Uh, that that's make $5 million podcasting in order to like, people say, everybody's done this. You, you play the hypothetical game with your friends. Like, would you let Mike, T Mike Tyson punch you for a million dollars? I would let Mike Tyson punch me for free under the under the auspices of I if I could spar with Mike Tyson. Like if I could spar with Mike Tyson, like legitimately go in there and spar. I and you use it, Dale, you'll get fucked up. I understand that. That's not like I'm I'm saying like I'm gonna beat up Mike Tyson. I would do it to say that I could do it, right? Like I want to I want to say I did that. Not I don't need money involved to do that, to to do something like that. So if Jake Paul was like, hey man, do you want to fight? I would fight Jake Paul. You don't have to incentivize me with $5 million. I, I don't need that. I, I'm not motivated by that. I'd be more motivated by the idea of a physical challenge. Now, do I think at this point, Jake Paul could probably beat me in a fight? He possibly probably, probably could, to be honest with you. He's been fighting and sparring with world-class level talent for years, which is something I never did. Um, so, yeah, I, he probably... I, I, no shame. I give Jake Paul probably beat me up right now. Probably beat you up. 
Here's the thing that, and I'll, I'll segue this for a quick second because I want to get your take on this. We've gotten to this point in society where it's so much easier and it's actually um, the most, I guess, upfront way for us to just live life is take the easy way out, take the easy cash. Wouldn't you, if you were in Tyron Woodley's position, want to flip the script? Wouldn't you want to be the guy that everyone is like, hell yeah, dude, on behalf of MMA community, behalf on, uh, on behalf of those that have worked their asses off to get to certain points, knock this YouTuber on his ass and go for it. Do it. Disregard the bag. Just own it. Be that guy. Put yourself into a different stratosphere. Get additional fights, whatever. Get your legacy, your respect. And unfortunately, we as a society have looked for, how can I sue this person for more cash? How can I, uh, you know, do a false claim to get to get a higher position in the company dude fuck that in 2022 beat your chest flip the script be a man <laughs> fucking own it woman. and just live dude live. well i think i think in that regard i mean the small i'll push back on that a bit i think that i don't think that tyron necessarily didn't want to do that but at a certain point you just can't anymore like there's not a more unforgiving the game has passed you by than MMA or combat sports. Like when you're done, you're, you're, you're done. Like there's no, I don't know if I should call it quits now or not. You're, you're done. Um, and if you're not going to, you know, retire on top, it's very abrupt whenever the world lets you know, this ain't it. Like you could be looking at yourself like a Donald Cerrone, right? Like, so you look at cowboy, Cowboy, what, eight fights ago, was fighting for a belt, and now he's getting ready to fight Patty Pimblett. <laughs> like, the rumor is Cowboy versus Patty Pimblett. Yeah, he's that's got a thing fucked that's up in happen. combat jiu-jitsu. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, this, it's just, you, the game has passed you. Now, you. You can beat up nine out of ten dudes you see on the street, yep. but this it's past you. The game has passed Tyron Woodley up. Um, you know... This is wild, man. I, I, I just, it was an interesting. I think that Tyron probably in his heart of hearts wanted to beat Jake, but even beating Jake, if you, it was always going to be lose, lose for him because if he wins, they go, well, you only beat a YouTuber. And if you lose, you got beat by a YouTuber. Right. It's not, it's the narrative still isn't that you got beat by a boxer until Jake Paul beat somebody that has legitimately won professional boxing matches before, like, like, of legitimate competition it's he's still going to maintain the youtuber stats but you know what i love here's what i love i'll give this kid a little bit more shine we're going to move away from him, is that he's bringing eyes on both boxing which i was which is my first love and mma and he's a huge advocate for fair fighter, fighter pay. pay yeah keep doing those things you'll continue to have my support all right trey let's go over Countries. some metrics real quick and then we'll yeah. get out of here all right yeah we were downloaded in 37 different countries this year. It's insane. 37. Hey, when you do this yeah. outside, say the country. I want mm. you to say one word in that language. Can't do that. I'll never get that far. Okay. Um, as soon as as soon as we get to number six, I'm dead in the water. Okay. Nice. Do you yep. want me to read off all 37 of these? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want me to do it in order in which... We've got downloads like like the most popular. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go in order. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the U.S., Canada, Australia, oh. United Kingdom, New Zealand, Spain, Denmark, Germany, Italy, 
South Africa, <laughs> India, the Netherlands, Belgium, Ireland, Kenya, Sweden, Poland, Russia, Algeria, Dominican Republic, Norway, Switzerland, Guernsey, Venezuela, Thailand, Costa Rica, Peru, China, Iceland, the Czech Republic, Ukraine, Japan, Singapore, Brazil, the Seychelles, and Mexico. Dude, you said two in there, and I don't want to disrespect the countries, but you said Seychelles. Seychelles, yep. That, those are islands, yep. That sounds like a sandals community. That yep. sounds great, actually. And then you said, like, G Giselle or something. It sounded like Tom Brady's wife's name, but I can't. Guernsey? Guernsey, yes. Guernsey, yeah. Where is Guernsey? Uh, let's find out. Uh, I think we've I think we've talked about this will be the third time we've talked about Guernsey on the show. <laughs> Guernsey, where, where is, is this place? Uh, if it's see. on the North Pole and he's hanging yep. out with Sam, Guernsey is an island in the English Channel off the coast of Normandy. That's part of the Ballywick of Guernsey, a British Crown dependency. Okay, the Ballywick and <laughs> dude, if you real. are listen, if you listen to our show, I'm just going to speak <laughs> directly to our Guernsey people here. Oh, if man. you listen to our show and you live in Guernsey, <laughs> I want you to DM us on Instagram, please. Yeah, for sure. I want to, I want to know who you are. I want to know what you're about. Yeah. I just want to be friends with you. Yeah. I want to know how I can mail you a letter. Can like just, just yeah. show me how this works. I don't even know what a Ballywick is. What's a Ballywick? A Bally am I saying I, am I even saying it right? Am I even saying it right? I bet you everyone that lives there wears like a crown and some type of robe, though. You oh, know what man, I, mean? I love it, though. Oh, they have a sweet flag, too. All right. And then the Seychelles, if I'm not mistaken, those are those are very similar. It's That's an island community as well. Uh, but I believe they're closer to Africa. Um, yes. The Seychelles is an island nation located in the Somalian Sea segment of the Indian Ocean. Northeast of, pirates. Of, northeast of Madagascar. Here... Oh good children's movie can you i i want to talk about something for a split second yeah and this uh, this is the most meta just these fucking dudes talking to each other about mm -hmm. about each other thing is it not insane to you that you and i are talking about mma here in the united states i'm in south carolina i'm in charleston south carolina you're in san diego california you and i are talking about mma Two just dudes drinking beer, talking about fights. And somebody at some point in time was out on the northeast corner of Madagascar and listened to us. Like somebody sitting somewhere in freaking Madagascar listening to your voice. What? Who are you? I know. It's like all of our, our friends in New Zealand, dude. They're, I don't know I if they're New listening Zealand. or they're just fucking no, they are. shoeys all the time, dude. I freaking like love the New Zealand. I love them. Those guys are out of their minds. <laughs> All of our Oceana, like people, I, I, I'm serious. If you're in the Oceana region at all, I love you. I love you. I'll never be able to visit you, but I absolutely love you. Because you're I, afraid I, of the ocean? No, I'm not. For, well, yes, I don't like the ocean. And then two, <laughs> uh, their vaccination requirements are something that doesn't jive with me. So I can't, I can't go. <laughs> If this, show ever, <laughs> if this show ever blows up, we can ne we will never do an Oceana tour. I just hey, we can't dude, do it. By the way, you're gonna be really proud of me. This will be my parting gift for this show because I know we're <laughs> in an hour now. But uh, you always get pissed at me because my wife won't let me own a gun, right? Yes, hundred percent. Check what a partner sent me today. 
Parker. Okay, okay. Was that? A, were you gonna pull out a sigh? What do you? Uh, uh, it's definitely a knife. Oh, <gasps> wow! Okay, can you not hold it like that? Hold it like it's a real knife, and then let me see it. Like that. You're the worst. That, give you a little yep. poke. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's sick, dude. I don't really know what I'm gonna do with it. Is it sharp? <laughs> Oh, it's freaky sharp. Yeah. Okay. Cut a piece of paper. Let me sh cut a piece of paper. Oh, okay. Cut something with it. This the thing? first thing you do when you get a knife, you have to cut something with it. This, this is uh, this is like cardboard. It didn't well, even I go in. That didn't do shit. No. No. That was weird. Do you think it's defective? No. Get. Do you have like? Do you have a piece of paper or something? Use your. It's not even sharp, dude. I thought you said it's freaky sharp. Well, it looks freaky sharp. I haven't actually touched it. I'm a little nervous. Touch it with your thumb. Okay. Yeah. And bleed Trey. out. Trey. Trey. Oh, look at you. Look. <laughs> Where'd Touch you pull that knife from the back of your ear? <laughs> Touch it, bro. Listen, you come to my house. We are never out of arm's reach for not being able to defend ourselves ever. Oh, dude, this thing is sharp. That's well, the point. Use the actual. This. Look. My hands are so soft. Look. Hey, here. Oh, my gosh, dude. What are you doing? Here. No, I'm not going to. My hands, Chinese silk ribbon. That's what they are. They used to be callous when I played tennis, but not Listen, anymore. If, if we were kids growing up, you and I would be cutting our thumbs and rubbing them together. I know. I know. Blood brothers for life. Did you, got, did you do that growing up? No. I thought you were joking. No, you never did that? What, you cut your cut your fingers and then touch them together? Yeah. What was the point of it? To ace? No, to get to, to be best friends with people, and you just smear blood together. We everybody cuts their their thumb or their hand, and then you high five or you you rub your thumbs together. That's bullshit. That's not a real thing. That's disgusting. If you come here, we're doing that. <laughs> I'm not touching you, dude. That's <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you want to touch me, dude, with the whole vaccination thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't want that juju. Brandy says, Dale, show us your guns. Brandy, unfortunately, I lost all of my guns in a boating accident. No, she meant your biceps, dude. Oh, that, that oh, again, we'll get flagged on YouTube. <laughs> can't do that. We can't do that. Um, oh, man. Well, hmm. it was a fantastic year, dude. It was all right. So let let me let me ask you this. I'll put you on the spot one more time. Okay. What is? I know we've got we've got a lot coming out in the upcoming weeks because we're going to figure out the show format for the upcoming year. Yeah. Um, and then you and I are going to talk about initiatives on what we want to accomplish this year. But what is something that's on the forefront of your mind on something that you want to accomplish personally this upcoming year for the show, either with, for, or on the show? I want there to be something on the line this year in 2022 that's broken down by quarter. So every okay. three months there's something where it is like, holy shit, Dale needs to step it up or, Oh my God, Trey has to step it up or wow. The punchless community is doing X. I want something that was a big, something big happens at the end or the accumulation of three months. So like some sort of an, like a community initiative or like a me versus you initiative or what? I think we do. We go back to you versus me. There's a lot of uh, just deep rooted animosity. <laughs> I have no animosity towards you whatsoever. Um, okay. All I right. want to make I want to make it competitive, but I want to make it competitive not just between you and me, but I also want the community to be involved, which will put all the people on notice, dude. You know what I mean? And by yeah. people, I mean the aerials of the community. 
Yeah. Okay. So this, I mean, this is what I was going to say anyway, not realizing yours. So maybe you want to change yours after I say this. My goal this upcoming year is I want to have a 70% accuracy on, on fight calls. Mm. I want 70. What did we finish season one? We were at 67%. 67. Yeah. 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 I want 70. Okay. I want 70. Cause I want to keep it realistic. Like I can say, Oh, I want 80. Calling eight out of ten is tough, even if you're going straight money lines. So yeah. I want seventy. Okay. That's that's my personal goal. Is that I'm if you listen to me and follow my picks, I'm going to be right seventy percent of the time. That's pretty solid. That's that's my that's that's my personal challenge for me. Um, you know, so I'm, that's what I'm bringing to the table this upcoming year. I'm speaking it, speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. Um. But a competition, a, a quarterly comp, competition, I, I'm, I can get on board with that. What about seventy beers a quarter? Oh my gosh, seventy beers a quarter. That's I'm trying beers a twenty beers a month. I'm trying to, I'm to be honest with you, I'm trying to drink less. If, I know drinking is such a huge part of our show. I'm, I'm trying to taper it back a little bit. Oh, okay. Sick. You literally just said you were going to spend this next year trying to get in the best shape you possibly could. You're going to do that while drinking beer? Yeah, because if I drink a lot of beer, I wake up extremely dehydrated and I look fantastic in the mirror. Okay, well, then I'll drink beer still. You convinced me. There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. Um, If you don't already do so, please check out our show sponsors. Go to stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST. You can save 10% on the entire thing. Um, Let's see. Oh, Jason with Dale, you were just picking huge odds. Then that's hard. What happens when you don't hit 70 beers? That's true. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. All right. Yeah. Well, again, it's all a work in progress. We didn't show prep clearly. We'll figure, uh, we'll figure it out, man. Jason's a good point, man. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, use promo code FIST, save 10% on the best meat on the planet Earth. I, I know that a lot of people that listen to our show have probably purchased something on allegianceclothing.com. Consider, genuinely consider, purchasing one of the shirts if you haven't done so already and if that's not your speed um give the guys to stay classy a try legitimately i mean it's it it seems at sometimes like it's a secondary thing it's not i mean they are the primary driving force behind the show at all times they literally provide the fuel that makes the show go um so give them give them a try uh they have tons of options for every price point and you can save 10 percent. use promo code fist uh and also like we said Every dollar of the shirt, uh, if you don't already do so, I would order it today. Like if when you're listening to this, now is the time to order it because that pre-order was done on the 15th. I don't know why it's still on the website. So before it disappears, which I don't know when that is because we don't have a say in that, order the shirt, use promo code PUNCH, save 15%. Um, and that's that's really kind of it. Thank you guys for a fantastic 2021. Yeah, man. <sighs> Bad news, Brian, bringing in the rest in peace, Paul Walker. Prayers up, man. I'll say, I'll, I'll end it. I'll, do you have anything else you want to say? Because I'm, I, no, I was talking about it. Okay. All right. I want to, I will say this. Not hyperbole, not being ridiculous, not trying to be over the top and sappy to end the show. This is the last show of the year. Um, Trey and I started this project two years ago. It was the, um, bastard child of a different of different projects that we had that we brought together. Most of you have been here since day one, and I appreciate you for that. Um, and 
you're not lost if you're brand new. Thank you. If you've been here for a couple months, thank you. If you've been here anytime in between, thank you. Whether you download and listen once or you download and listen every week, thank you. Um, there is so much content out there available in all aspects, whether it be audio books, video, whatever the case may be. The fact that you spend any time, first five minutes, last five minutes, or you watch the whole thing or listen to the whole thing from start to finish, that's time in your life that you've given as a gift to us to allow us to to, to have some sort of interaction with you. It's not lost on us. Um, it's, it's certainly not lost on me. You guys have had me preach to you about this a hundred times over. I appreciate the fact that you that you allow that to happen. Uh, I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me that we get to do this show. This is a project that Trey and I, admittedly, we don't make any money on. Uh, everything that comes out of this is because we want to do it, um, not because we have to, and not because there's some sort of financial incentive. This is sheerly a passion project. I hope that that transcends uh, to some of you. You know, A lot of you have reached out to us about artwork and how to start your own podcast and how to merchandise and how to get sponsors for shows that you already have and all these things. And I, I hope that some sort of value, whether we put money in your pocket or we put value in your time or into one of your projects, I hope it was worthwhile. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, and I hope that you continue to follow us in, in 2022. Uh, if we haven't offended you yet, we'll probably do it at some <laughs> point. Just ride it out with us. Um, sure. And, you know, just know that legitimately from the bottom of my heart, uh, and I'm speaking on behalf of Trey here too, we, we really do appreciate being able to do this. I, I really is. It's it's a privilege and it's fun. And it's this is the greatest medium to communicate with people directly. Um, the connections that we've made, the people that we've met, athletes that we interact with that's a hundred percent from you like you guys got athletes to come on our show and let us ask our dumb questions to <laughs> like like you legitimately got people that fight professional sports like professional combat athletes came in and talked to us and had us ask our stupid questions like mispronounce their name ask them about fighting weight classes they don't fight in like that happened because you guys did that john anik the voice of the ufc came on our show Wears Allegiance clothing because you guys pestered him to come on the show and he came on the show. So thank you. Legitimately, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it means it means a lot. And um, we've got this show. We won't talk to you for a week or two and then we'll be back. Um, but between now and then, I love you. I hope you have a fantastic holiday. I hope you have a fantastic new year. If you need money for an Uber because you're, you're drinking and you can't get home, DM us. Um, yeah. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. Love your people. Be happy you're healthy if you are. If you're not healthy, I hope that you get healthy. Uh, embrace your people and be good to each other. I say it every week for a reason. Be good to each other, guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything. Bang, bang. <laughs>